0: Hello and welcome to In Conversation With. I'm your host Gavin Kelly, joined once again by my lovely co-host Colin McDonnell. How How are you doing, Gav? Not too bad, not too bad. So today we are joined by one of the rising stars in Irish hip-hop. He's had a great year. He's uh, headlined Wheelands. he's headlined a show in London, he's been at festivals, and uh, he's got a highly coveted spot on the FIFA 20 soundtrack, as well as releasing singles into a lead up of an album next year. So we're delighted to be welcomed
1: by Jay Yellowell. How are we? Brilliant, thank you guys. Thanks for having me, happy to be here. You know I mean, I've just, I'm just taking everything in at the moment. Take, I don't do that enough, so yeah, that's what I'm in the process of taking everything in, you know, but also working away and being patiently persistent. And this will
2: be a nice opportunity for you to reflect on what you have done because we're we're gonna talk you to talk through yes, your your yes, career yes. so far the and all the highlights and everything. So uh, cool. Yes. So, Gav, do you wanna kick us off? Well, look, I guess we'll just start. Um, you
0: didn't arrive to ireland initially you were born in nigeria correct yeah um and so from an early
1: age when did music develop while you were living in nigeria so music has been in me music is like a bug you know i've heard several people say it and it's like when you have the bug you have the bug and um it's been embedded in me for as long as i can remember like my mom always tells me about how when i was a baby i'd always be like before i could even talk i'd always be like making like drum sequences and like little beats and they'd actually be on beat and I, I believe that because the rhythm is the rhythm is inside of me so I've been doing music for as long as I can remember man just writing songs making melodies like messing around basically just as a kid or whatever um, my parents my family were very I'd say they were big music listeners my dad was in a band when he was younger he was a drummer um, he was a big music head so I got into so much of his music, like the old music, the soul music, the Fuji, the Afro beat, the reggae, the funk, the Calypso, you know, all them, Fela Kuti, Harry Belafonte, um, Majek Fashek, you name it. And then he introduced me to my first hip hop album, which was the Eminem show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was when I really fell in love with it because I was like, okay, all the people that I idolized, like Fela Kuti, you know they they have message in their music and they clearly have a message but then they'd have like a whole song which span over three minutes or four minutes and they'd speak about one topic you know but it'd be very focused but then I listened to the Eminem show and I was like this guy has the same three minutes four minutes but he talks about like a hundred things everything yeah everything in this like three minutes four minutes I was like I want to have that same message. I want to be able to have a message, but I want to be able to have more than one message mm. at a time, you know what I mean? So I was like, because I have a lot to say and all that, so I was like, I really like hip-hop. That's so when I started getting into like, rhyming patterns, rhythm, flows, educating myself, became a, became a student, you know, just let myself become engulfed in it, so you've spoken
2: before about how you don't want you you don't like to be pigeonholed into a particular genre or subgenre, and it seems from you talking there that you're you're growing up and the different music that you're being introduced
1: to had a direct effect on that most definitely like because as a as a music fan i listen to so many different types of music so it's like if i like this type of music i would want to kind of make this type of music as well So in that respect, how could I, I'd be shortchanging myself if I just stuck to one genre of music or if I didn't have any fusion, you know, any kind of, you know what I mean? So I don't like to stick to one thing. I'm very experimental. My producer will tell you that I come with some random stuff, like random stuff. And we just, yeah, that's just how, that's how I like it to be as well. Because, you know, I think as human beings, we're very multifaceted and I, I, that's the same thing if I'm multifaceted in personality then I'll be multifaceted in music and that's how I am and that's, you know I mean? it's so you
2: mentioned born in Nigeria to Nigerian and Jamaican parents yeah. what was the pull to Ireland then what What brought you over here
1: Um, my parents split up and my mom actually moved to Ireland down the line with um. you know with my little brother so my big brother and I grew up in Nigeria and then when we got to I think I was about fourteen, I was fourteen. We got fourteen and I was like, no, nah, I wanna I wanna grow up with my mom, You know, I, I she's missed I've missed this much of my life growing up with her. I wanna be able to grow up with my mom, so I made the decision to just come to Ireland and start life here. What was the was there a culture shock moving here? course it's a big culture shock it's like it's two completely different ways of life and ways of seeing things atmospheres climates everything everything mm-hmm. is different um and it, did it take you a while to acclimatize then or a thousand percent i was thrown straight in because when i came at 14 you'd be like that's about second year in secondary school yeah but i couldn't even get into second year because um i couldn't get into second year because i came in like march or no right, april okay. so then i had to wait it out to third year so when I got into 30, everything was mad. But luckily, luckily, I went through the school system because I had time to find my feet and discern, being able to discern who I am and things that are me and things that aren't me, mm. things that I'd like to get involved in, things I didn't want to get involved in, like just how to navigate socially and just, you know So you mean? think if you came here at a later age, i say 17, 18... It it'll be a lot harder. Your life would be a lot yeah. more different. A lot you. different, man, a lot different. Like my brother, my big brother, he came around that age and you had to go straight into college. And mm. remind in college everyone has already gone into like their little sex and everyone knows what they're who they well not really not necessarily, but they know how to navigate. They know what is deemed socially acceptable. Yeah, so, socially stuff. comfortable. So, so you're socially comfortable, you know me. So you have to go into a place, throw yourself into an uncomfortable situation of having to, you know, make friends, relate to people who you know, in a different setting. Whereas if you're thrown into a classroom and your teacher is like, this is the new student, you know what I mean? You have to introduce yourself to everyone. You go on you go on break and you're playing football. You know, you have all these little, this time to kind of make friends and learn, mm. you know, learn the society. And uh, you don't kind of have, you don't really have that in college. So it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot tougher and a lot different. So I'm happy I came young. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, Blanchardstown
0: was where you were originally, wasn't it? And yeah. then you moved to Newbridge uh, mm-hmm. later um and in your songs you've reflected on Blanchardstown town and kind of the the gang culture there mm. and just kind of the way of life
1: Um, reflecting on it now gang culture would be a bit deep you i wouldn't really call it gang culture it's not it wasn't really gang culture it's just you you, know, you just have friends you may have a big friend group an extended friend group and you just you know doing doing young stuff you know what i mean being kids you know they say you can they, they they might see you as being hooligans but you're just being just being kids you know what i mean so it depends
0: absolutely um and in your song tech time you reflected on um how the irish music scene is kind of aping the uk drill scene yes um, and did you see that in Blanchardstown town or was it kind of inspired by that or is it something you've only
1: recently noticed it's all over man it's in what it is it's in like a lot of the urban environments and i don't blame i don't blame the people in those environments like i don't blame those kids because they don't have any real representation in mainstream media. So obviously they're gonna emulate people who are from similar similar realities and are represented. You know what I mean? If there was if there were people from their own, you know, what I mean, environments and their own realities in the mainstream media and like they can completely relate with this person and their music resonates with them because these are experiences that they've been through or are going through, then of course they'd wanna they'd look up to them and emulate them, but you know, I mean, we don't have that. So they tend to look for the closest things, which are the guys in the UK who are also immigrants or immigrants of you know, generations or whatever, or in, or in urban environments or the guys in the US and all that kind of stuff. So I don't blame them, it's just, we just lack representation. And when I say we, I mean the people from these urban environments in Ireland, because our reality is different to the ones in the UK per se. I mean or the ones in the US so I think yeah that's what that's what my goal is or my purpose is to be that representation yeah. because I'm someone from that reality and I know that a lot of the things that these boys talk about they're not living that hmm. I know that because I know a lot of them um, but they think oh yeah it's just music whatever and it sounds cool and yeah, yeah this yeah. is just but not nah, that's not your reality I'm a big I'm big on authenticity so I know that it's important to be yourself, and that's what I'm trying to inspire in the youth. Demo. So you're more advocating for like the Irish
0: hip hop scene to make its own identity, separate itself yes. from the other cultures.
1: Yes, separate itself from other culture and don't forget within within each culture there's going to be little like Sub- subsects. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. subculture. So like we do need to have our identity, but it doesn't necessarily need to be an overall shared identity. But like as long as it's authentic to us, and then we can have that common that commonality of we're all from Ireland. We're all speaking about our various realities in Ireland. Like look at look at the states, for instance. Or oh, no, no, look at England. That's closer. Look at England. The the people in London, they have their own way of, you know, they ref, they reflect their own environments in their music. The people in Manchester reflect their own environments in their music. People in Birmingham reflect their own. Even the people in North London, South London, East London, West London, they reflect their realities in different ways. You know what I mean? So we need to have that. It's not a shared reality but there's that commonality in the fact that we're all from this place and we're expressing our truth about this place and we're just you know reflections of our environment and that's that's what we need to do and that idea of being yourself
2: um letting your own individual characteristics shine through is something that you learned from your grandmother am I right yes 100% and how did she kind of influence or how did she preach that towards you um how did she get her message across because it seems to have had a profound impact on you
1: it definitely did, and my grandmother, she was she was very big on allowing, or or, very big on making sure we knew who we were, you know what I mean, and when I say knew who we were, I know when you're a kid, you don't know who you are, but like, knowing, giving us a good moral palette to be able to know what is right, what is wrong, things that we... Are we doing something because we want to do it? Are we doing it because our friends are doing it? Are we doing... You know what I mean? And she kind of kept us guided that way and, and let us know from an early age that it's okay to be deviant. You know what I mean? If you're a bit different, it's fine. If you're very different, it's also fine. If you're similar, there's nothing wrong with that either. But as long as in all of those in all of those situations, you are real to yourself, true to yourself, and that's what that's what she really um. That's the impact she really had on us. So, fantastic, yeah. Um,
2: I want to bring you back a little bit then to college. You went to UCD. You were giving me a bit of stick, saying <laughs> that I settled for DCU. Yeah, the invited <laughs> letters. Um, but you know, Northside <laughs> representing all of that. Fair, fair. But uh, you studied politics. So tell us about your time in UCD. How was that? Did you enjoy
1: college? Um. I didn't really have the college experience that most people had because I was just kind of. I've just been, I've been doing music since I was, I've been doing music professionally since I was in like, sixth year, so I was very much focused on that, but, you know, for the most part, it was all right. So was college okay. more of a thing, like just a tick in the box kind it of exercise? It literally, was get like, I just need to, get out. 100%, I just need to get this done because, once I'm done, I know my mom isn't going to hand me over. And it's, some, it's Alex, the a and and so it family security net. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, it's if, if the rap is.
2: career didn't work out, hopefully it does. And it, it is working <laughs> yeah. out at the moment. It, it is something to fall back on as well. You chose politics. Honestly. Was politics a, a certain interest of yours at that time?
1: Yeah, I've always been kind of very politically inclined, interested in politics. I'm influenced a lot by my big brother. He's, you know, he studied politics as well. He's very, very brilliant mind. So I always tried. From when we were younger, I always tried to, like, Imitate him in a way, or like not really imitate, but like grow in his image as well, because that's someone who I respected and I wanted, I really like valued as a more like as a as a role model. So mm. I wanted to really be like him. And that's That was when we were younger, and that's even to this day. He definitely plays, you know, plays a role in how I view things, and you know, there's you can see a lot of me in him. And he was doing politics. He was from early on. He was we would have political conversations and all this type of stuff and very deep and all that kind of stuff. So I knew I had an interest in it. Um, when I wanted to pursue a career in it, that was more of a retirement plan. So it was never even like a plan B. It was always like when I'm done music, not even when I'm done music, when I'm at a stage where I can focus on other things later on in my career, then I'll, you know, pursue my political aspirations. So it was never a plan B because plan B just cast out on plan A. So I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't really... J-L-O-L for president yeah. <laughs> well I suppose at the same time like doing
0: the course is probably definitely your songwriting in terms of communi- communicating a message most and, definitely and just what you want to say um, and just a greater bank of knowledge really for what you want
1: to say 100% and the thing I learned about college which is which is probably the best thing especially in like an arts degree or whatever is your critical thinking like it, it increases exponentially you know what I mean like the way you view situations the way you interpret situations you know it definitely has a big impact on that and you know it changes you so it does it gave me a lot of knowledge but at the same time like I wasn't really going to lectures or nothing like that I wasn't, I wasn't really intended <laughs> yeah we can relate to that <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like it, is, what it is it is still but like I wasn't you know that I was kind of so it wasn't even that it wasn't even that like it was giving me this big back of knowledge most of I'm mostly self-educated, right. as I believe we, most of us should, we should all be, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, politics did help me interpret things differently, most definitely.
2: Fantastic. Um, yes, so we're in, what, the middle of November 2019 now, the year is nearly at an end. Mm-hmm. You've had some massive milestones this year, obviously, a few singles on the release, um, headline mm-hmm. shows, both here in Ireland and over in England as well, do you want to... And ref- Holland. And Holland, There you go. Um, Don't just
1: reflect on the year, take us through it and how you've seen it kind of unfurl in front of you. The year has been mad. This year has been a year for me to really gauge my impact and um, really know where I'm at, you know, in regard, with regards to like, if I go to this place, okay, I have all these listeners here, but if I go to this place, how many of them are going to show up to the show? How many of them are actually interested? and that was crazy and like places like London and okay London was probably at the time probably seemed more achievable because that's London it's just across the the water but then when I went to Delft it's just like a like rural area in Holland not even Amsterdam like I didn't even want to go Amsterdam because I was too big and went to Delft and did the headline show in Delft and then like it was like halfway sold out or something and of, full of people there who knew my songs, they knew me, they were singing, rapping the they words were rapping to the you. words back that I didn't even expect anyone to be able to rap back to me. And that was when I was like, okay, it's like what I'm I'm doing, something right? And what I'm doing is working. It's, it can take time, it will take time, but it's definitely moving. I couldn't have done this last year. Do you know what I mean? So that was a blessing. And I did all of that. um that all came before the FIFA thing as well, which is what I wanted to make sure I didn't want any smoky mirrors or anything like that. I wanted to know exactly where I'm at, and then whatever comes after is a bonus. So headline show in London was done before that as well. Um, yeah, man. So now it's just planning on the next thing. See, I'm a very. This is a problem. I'm very like onto the next and da 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 da. So anxious, I never, yeah. I never really take things in. Yeah. You know, I suppose I'm, it's kind of hard to a very fast-paced lifestyle. It's hard, bro. It's hard. And at the same time, because there's a fine line between like appreciation and complacency. I don't want to just soak in the moment and then i just rest on my laurels and be like yeah i did that and then all of a sudden i'm just there and i've lost track of time I'm like oh i've been kind of soaking this in for a minute now and then you know what i mean so now nah, i'm very like i'm very on to the next book i guess at some point i reflect on everything because to me i haven't really like a, i have achieved stuff but it's not even like a spec of what i want to do so mm. Yeah, you know I mean, so.
2: Yeah. And then over the course of summer '19, there was a lot of festivals that you hit. Any, anyone's in particular stand out for?
1: Yeah, I did um band on the Strand in Mayo, which was mad. There was like, fucking, like so, like I don't know how many thousand kids, like, but there so many thousand kids, like, tens of, I don't know, like, just under ten thousand or eight thousand, whatever it was, just like singing my songs or like they were getting so gassed to see me like, oh that's jay Yellow. that's jay Yellow. i was like what in mayo like what the hell i didn't even know they're like oh what is this? jay Yellow. and they're going like, we come a picture get a picture on the stage and like they're just actually just looking at me like whoa i like and that's that's a, and it's very it's very mad because i want my inspired tank top um i know that by the end of that i definitely inspired so many kids because i got a lot of messages and a lot of um Things from people were like, oh I wanna I really wanna do this when I'm or I wanna be like you inspired you did that, etcetera, etcetera. And I'm happy, like that gives me the most like satisfaction, you know what I mean? More than anything, just knowing that I can impact people in that way and that's a blessing to me. So yeah, man. That's that's probably the one that stuck out to me the most. But all the festivals were nice, man. Longitude was a different vibe, Electro Pickwick was nice, um headlined the three made by music stage, that was cool. Um, forbidden Fruit was nice uh, Body and Soul was sick yeah, knock the They're was all nice. yeah. They were all, They're pretty, all pretty, they were pretty good, good. Yeah. Like it was, it was all right. uh, In terms of just live performances
0: um what's the thought process you know you can be in the studio and you know develop your, your thoughts but then the live performance is a lot more external you know you have to perform mm. to an audience uh, how
1: do you go about that? Do you have a certain way or method? Mm. I don't really have a method per se I just kind of know that Whenever I'm on stage, I'm, I want to give the best account of myself for the people. At the same time, I want the people to enjoy this more than anything. Cause, but I'm not just there to entertain. As much as I'm there to entertain, I'm there to inspire. I'm there to, I want them to leave the performance having felt something. Mm-hmm. Because Maya Angelou said, um, people forget what you said or what they heard, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So I always want to make them feel something in any type of way, whether it's sets where I'm super energetic and then they know, Oh my there's the energy from that show or it's like or it's where like it's super conscious and thought provoking and it's like, no, when he what, what like his set hit me hit me different. Like uh, that that story he told about this, it really resonated with me, that kind of thing. So yeah, I always want them to take something from it. Um it's nice man, I, I really love performing. That's where I can it's where I, I feel most most free, yeah. I mean? artistically, most yeah. definitely
2: Um, and so one of the biggest announcements of 2019 was appearing on the FIFA 2020 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So, what's the process for that like? Because we have no clues. So, like, are you contacted not by? Non-disclosure agreements. Yeah, <laughs> not, a lot of those. They are non-disclosure agreements. Um, but what? Well, yeah, what's the process? Do they reach out to you and are like, yeah, or do you suggest to them like we think this track is good for?
1: No, so basically mm-hmm. they reached out um last year they reached out last year about medusa because they wanted to use medusa on the christmas ad campaign mm. and um, that kind of fell through because i think i was too late sending the master version and all that st- all that stuff that kind of fell through and then when i recorded ozone i sent it over to them and then they were like yes we want to use this for this is gonna be on this FIFA 20 soundtrack and they loved it so much and then they wanted to use it as they were like, we're going to use it for both game modes. The main, the main landing page and then the um, the Volta. Volta yeah. And then they're like, oh, we love it so much. It's going to be the opening page. It's going to be the opening of the demo and all that kind of stuff. They were just getting real <laughs> excited. They're like, oh, man, we love it so much. We want you to do a challenge for it. And then we're going to do a whole challenge for it on Ozone and all that stuff. I was like, by your means, man yeah. <laughs> By <your> all <laughs> means, like, do your thing. I mean, so shout out to EA, man. They've been... They really, yeah, they, they really listen. Support yeah, 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 they yeah. listen. They they love. Yeah. Um, right, cool. So yeah, we're at the
2: end of twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, just around the corner. A new decade, um, but we'll talk about the year ahead. Uh, album coming out. do You wanna speak to us a little bit about the album? Um, it's finished now. He told me. Yes. Yeah. So what can we expect? Any details? Any exclusive? Well,
1: <laughs> well, I dropped the first track off the project, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The album is going to be it is coming in 2020, but all I can say is the way I'm the way I'm gonna distribute it is going to be you know it's going to be so that each so that when I distribute it I'm gonna break ground massively. I've seen people I've seen people drop projects and like I've been really good projects and stuff, but then I think like if they had done a bit better with the distribution and how they got it out to the people they could have probably got more out of it just a bit more patience a bit more you know creative creativity they could have like in terms of like getting it out there they Mm. could have really really got much bigger receptions than they'd have or whatever and yeah that's my that's my challenge for the next year I suppose today when
0: you're releasing an album it's how many singles do I release how far apart you know how much promotion do I do are these all things Mm. you're considering or is there other avenues
1: that you yeah. haven't... These are things that go through everyone's head, you know, as an artist, because there's a traditional way of doing things, which is that, you know, you release singles, you release an album, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I've always been an irregular person. So every time I every time I try to fit in or, like, fit into a standard or, like, a or traditional way of doing things, it never works for me. I've noticed that. So, you know, and when you go against the grain, it's always bumpy. So I know, like, I'm aware of all of those things. So what I'm going to do is going to it's going to be completely different to what we've seen and um yeah and it's it's going to slap it might it might take a lot longer who knows but but you have that patience anyway i have that patience so
2: one of the final questions as we kind of wrap up here is um if we were to sit back down now same time next year Mm. what would you like to say about the previous year
1: Hmm. I told you. <laughs> 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 I <laughs> love that. That's, that's what I'd like. That's what I'd like to say. That's what I'm hoping to say. Love Almost that. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, Brilliant, succinct. Well, look before we wrap up, Jay. looking um, okay, tell us what do you have going on right now for somebody who's just been introduced to you.
1: Um, yeah, like I said, I have a. I just real. I actually just realized I have a crazy back catalogue. I didn't even know that because I, I always think. I haven't released enough music I haven't done enough this I haven't done enough that but just going through all my stuff I think I put something on my Instagram asking people my, my top three songs and like it was crazy people going back songs like three years ago two years ago and all that and I was thinking whoa like that's actually a lot of a lot of content so there's a lot going on anyone who discovers me today I, you know safe to say they will have a lot of things to a lot of things to listen to and there's a lot way more coming and very soon as well um yeah man i'm just just working all i all i do is work on my craft so do you want to plug That's your time. social media channels if anybody's yes. listening <laughs> my social media channels are at jlol everywhere on twitter it's at real jlol instagram at jlol snapchat at jlol facebook at jlol the whole uh spotify up music etc jlol and stay tuned, for, stay tuned for big things. Most definitely. Jay, thanks a million for sitting down. Thank, Thank you for having me, guys. Brilliant. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks very much. This thanks has been you. in
2: conversation with Jay. Lol. Thanks a million for listening, and we'll see yes, you next sir. time. All the best. Okay.